Welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, your go-to source for straight-up business advice. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative. And on today's episode, I'm going to cover one of the most popular topics, one of the most relevant topics to business, but also one of the most emotional and touchy subjects in business, which is money and money mindset and charging inside of your business. So I'm going to cover off on some of the common myths around money and charging in your business, and then share with you some frequently asked questions that I get from coaching clients around earning more in their business, maybe not landing the right clients. So, you know, spending a lot of time pitching and and trying to convert people to invest in what you have to offer and perhaps, you know, getting lots of inquiries, but not converting them to paying customers and what you can do about that. So before we kick off, I just wanted to ask a quick favor. If you love this podcast, I've set myself a little goal to try and get to, let's go 200 reviews or ratings on our podcast. And I would love for you to take five minutes out of your day to go to Apple iTunes if you listen on that device and leave a little rating and review. It would be super helpful, something that you can do for free to help me deliver this for free for you guys. It um it helps in lots of ways to get this out to more people and um yeah, spread the love. So If you've got a spare moment, I really would appreciate that support from you guys as a little thank you to for listening in and um, for helping to build our community here on the podcast channels. Okay, let's jump in. Money is one of those things that, you know, universally people don't really like to talk about. It can be really uncomfortable. I've done some pricing 101 podcast before, um, but I'm going to cover off on a few recent things that I've been reflecting on and learning and coaching in my own business. And that is around how do you charge what you're worth? How do you grow your business? How do you keep um, expanding? And how do you come up against some of those clients who maybe aren't willing to pay for what you are expecting um, or delivering for them? And then maybe how do you bring in some more sales? Because at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, money is vital to our business. If we didn't have money coming in, then it wouldn't be a business. It would be this nice little thing that we deliver. And in my experience, um, if you're delivering too much and you're showing up and, and you're, you know, working really hard on your business and it's not being reflected in your in your earnings and then it can be really um, degrading and it can be, you can trigger a lot of self-doubt. It can just be hard to stay afloat in business. You know, you can have all this money going out and you're throwing money at coaches and design and websites and marketing and you're just not seeing a return, which can result in burnout. It can result in resentment. It can result in like wanting to give up on your business. So it is really important and it is something that we shouldn't be ashamed to talk about. 
we shouldn't be ashamed to educate ourselves on and to learn about. So first things first, if you are experiencing a little bit of discomfort around money in your life or in your business, that's a really good sign that there's probably some limiting beliefs there. And give yourself some grace because a lot of what we've learned about money have come from the adults in our life and in the lifestyle that we grew up in and how they perceived money. And so a lot of the time we carry the stories of the people who you know, we learnt from as kids or the environments. And sometimes it's even bosses that maybe were really tight with money. Um, and that is, you know, we kind of get these stories handed down to us and realize that maybe we have certain habits or beliefs around money that aren't necessarily ours and we're just carrying them and living out of them without ever stopping to question, you know, how do I approach money? How do I feel about it? And where did that come from? And why am I like this? And, you know, we all know that you can rewire that. You can change that belief system and you can rewire it to something that is more abundant mentality and a more, you know, focused to building wealth. So I think I do cover off some of that stuff in the pricing 101, but you could also go back to the limiting beliefs podcast that I did. And even the one that I did with Rach around rewiring your mind for success and, um, and maybe approach that rewiring with strategies with, um, with, and just put money at the center and see what you can learn about yourself. I personally started my business out of a place of personal development. So before Startup Creative was even an idea, I was doing lots of personal development. So I was reading lots of books. I was going to weekend workshops. I had a coach and was always um, trying to understand and, and fill myself up. So obviously in that space, there's a lot of very wealthy people and people who are striving to kind of break out of the the rat race and, um, you know, the living paycheck to paycheck. So there was a lot of focus and I was very lucky to learn a lot about money mindset and it was been very vital to my business and how I approach money now and how I teach pricing, I guess, as well. So if you do want some recommendations, there some good books to start with are, um, overcoming under earning is a really great one, which is a, a bunch of work. There's some worksheets and things in there about understanding your limiting beliefs around money. And, um, there's another one that is, um, the richest man in Babylon is another really great book. And there's plenty more. So once you kind of get moving down that track of oh, rich dad, poor dad was another great one and think and grow rich, obviously which isn't just about money. And then the last one that I would recommend is the power of your subconscious mind, which are all I think on my Instagram stories, if you want to look those up, um, good places to start. <clears throat> but I guess what I've learned over the years is that money is not an emotional being or thing, right? It's a commodity that was made by man and just like anything else in this world, it is a thing. Like it's a, it's, and it exists. And the reason I think we get so emotional around it is because it represents 
it has all of these stories that the world has told us around it. So if somebody has lots of money in the bank or assets, then they're considered wealthy and perhaps they're, you know, a, a higher class person or it's been able to buy them things that maybe people less fortunate haven't had the chance to do on it it is a way to show status in the world and create separation and people use it to feed their ego through the clothes that they wear or whatever right so there's a lot of emotion tied to money but i strongly believe that it shouldn't have emotion tied to it and when you start getting really emotional about your pricing and the money in your business, that's when you can tend to go into like a lack mentality and you can almost, you know, give off that energy of like needing money or hoarding money or really grasping at it, which is whether you like it or not, or you notice it or not, it tends to be very obvious where people are either good with money or not good with money, have a lot of money or not have a lot of money based on the tension and in their bodies and their voices and how they hold money and talk about it and what they do and don't invest in. So I think that it's really important to to start to look at money as a place of, you know, the stories that we've been told and the importance that has been given to us that maybe isn't necessarily our belief. You know, I think um, there's a lot of teachings out there about wealth is more than just the money in your bank you know it's it's you can I mean I could do a whole podcast episode on that but I won't go down that too too far but knowing and just starting out with like you know how emotional are you around money and if you've been listening to this podcast you know that my favorite saying is what you focus on expands so if you're focusing money on money from a really lack place and you know you're really worried about it and you've got anxiety and you're stressed and you're worrying about losing it and you're focusing on your money draining from your bank account or your wallet um, then that's what you're giving energy to you're you're giving energy to losing money so that's going to keep reoccurring in your life but if you shift that and you start to look at hang on there's money all around me here there's wealth and there's abundance And I have a business that has the ability to inspire people to exchange their money for what I have to offer. And that's where, that's business 101 is that you are offering a service or a product and you're inspiring someone to want or need that in order to exchange their money for what you have to offer. And that's as simple as it is. So if you're feeling like you're not making enough money in your business, I'm going to give you some strategies as to how to look at that and what to consider in order to increase those sales. Um, And then also some things that you can do to just recalibrate your business. So recently I did a uh, Instagram TV episode on our startup creative Instagram, if you want to go check that out. And I talked about the target market and coming back to the needs of the target market. And one of the examples that I gave was that recently I've moved house and I haven't been able to find a washing machine that fits in my apartment building in the, in the washing machine spot. It's abnormally small, which is quite bizarre to me. 
But um, as a result, I had this big growing pile of washing. I was quite busy. I was, you know, went home for Christmas and it was really irritating me <laughs> that this pile of washing was growing and I didn't have the headspace to, to figure out the washing machine problem. And so I thought, How, what's the quickest way that I can solve this problem? And I shared on the Instagram TV episode about how, um, for me, if I'm sitting down and I'm coaching all day, then I'm, I'm earning thousands of dollars, right? So for me to stop and sit in a, a laundry mat or, you know, um, maybe spend three hours looking for a washing machine is, is going to take away from that earning capacity. And also just my headspace wasn't really there at that time. So for me, I was looking for a quick solution because I had such a deep need of how can I outsource this? And so by the time I found the um, dry cleaner who was near my house, and I dumped off, you know, these bag of um, washing and this bag of dry cleaning that needed to be done. And the lady looked at me and she was, um, you know, ticking it all off and making a, a quote for it and was like, oh, it's going to be $170. Like for me, it didn't even cross my mind because my value, my need for that value exchange was so high. I was so, I needed the washing done. I didn't want to do it myself in that moment. And, um, I was willing to exchange whatever it took in order to outsource that because my, my need was so high. So when you look at this, you can start to go back to your basics and go, am I really clearly articulating the need for my target market, understanding their need? Am I really aware of their emotional states of the problems the pain points and the needs in their life because when you go back to that point that's where all of your money problems can get solved because you need to have a very clear understanding of what you're asking or what you're promising your target market in exchange for their hard-earned dollars I think I've talked about this. I'm sure I would have talked about it before. But business is is not about you and it is not as simple as I've got this idea for a business and I'm going to uh, put it on the market and people are going to come and throw their money at me and pay for what I have. A lot of what I do in business coaching, a lot of what anyone does in teaching business is first understanding the problem that you're solving and who needs it. So when I recently developed my first aid kit, a lot of pretty much the whole first aid kit is about doing this work. So for those of you who haven't heard about it, it's a online resource. Think of it as like a self-guided e-course um, and it's got 154 pages of worksheets to help you to get super clear on this stuff. It's like th three to six months of business coaching with me in this self-guided process that you can keep coming back to over and over again. So a lot of these questions and deeper work are available in that. If you would like to check it out, it's on the shop page of our website. But the one of the questions that I did in there and the, the kind of outlines is if you're coming up against I'm not making enough money or I would like to make some more money 
or my I feels like I'm working really hard and I'm kind of capped out on what, how I can make more money, um, then going back to this, the building blocks of your business and clearly articulating who your target market is, what is the problem that you're solving, why would they come to you to get that solved and how are you going to showcase to them that you are capable of delivering on that promise. So if you want to dive really deep into that, jump in there and grab the first aid kit for all the worksheets that will guide you through answering those questions. And the reason why I love doing worksheets and activities like that is because that's how I have built my business. It's how I build my coaching clients' business. It's not necessarily that there's amazing business advice out there that you haven't yet heard the more and take that from somebody who's been studying business and entrepreneurship and success for six years now and learning from some of the best in the game I've very rarely come across anything that's like mind-blowingly different there's a lot of different ways to give business advice, but most of it is the fundamentals. So by taking time out of your business and and zooming out and looking at what's working and what's not working and what's the story that you're telling and are you holding that energy and are you articulating that clearly, it's as simple as that, right? And you know the answers. It's just whether you're willing to stop and do the work on your business and work on it and not always in it. So when you find that you're having these struggles with maybe not enough business coming in or no new ways of making money or you're getting tired and burnt out from delivering what you're delivering over and over again and and not being able to scale and grow beyond your current earning capacity, then that's a sign you need to stop zoom out, get some worksheets, reflect and see what's working and what's not working because I guarantee you that as soon as you give it some space, you'll start to see the answers. Okay, so let's jump into this whole idea of money exchange. Going back to that target market and really clearly saying what is what is the emotion, what is the feeling, what is the need that my target market is looking for? What is it that the pain that they're looking to get um, relieved through my business? And then is your product or service going to be able to deliver on that? So there's two things here. If you don't think that your target market is converting, so you're like, I've got this thing, I know it would really help you, or I could do so much better, I could, I could really help you in your business, or do this, you know, deliver this for you, or this would really help you in your life. And perhaps they're spending lots of time asking for quotes or going back and forth, but don't ever quite convert it into a paying customer then my observation of that would be you haven't clearly shown that you are able to deliver on relieving that pain or adding that value to their life. So I'll teach you how to how to do that and give you some tips as to what to do there. The other thing is, the other thing that could be playing out there is that they are not your ideal target market. 
So when you, you know, for go back to that um, dry cleaning example, you know, that for me, I look at that and I'm like, great, well, the dry cleaning target market is maybe a busy professional who lives in a uh, an apartment, maybe is busy socializing or working, that this isn't of high priority for them. So it, that if they were to target that target market and really, you know, showcase the the quick turnaround on on having um, the washing washed folded dried and dry cleaned and the the time that that would save me especially for how much there was um, then that's a no-brainer it's an instant conversion right because my pain levels are so high and their solution is so clear had they been like, oh, it's going to take three weeks, that wouldn't be able to, um, that wouldn't deliver on the on the problem that I had. I was like, how can I get this out and back in? I'm running out of clothes here <laughs> as quick as possible. So uh, the more that you dive into their needs, the more likely it is that you don't even have to market yourself, right? So um, if your target market isn't A, finding you or B, converting to paying customers, then perhaps you're talking to the wrong target market. One of the fa- my favorite pieces of advice that I have been given in my business over the years is to work with people who are willing and able to spend with you. And as my business has grown over the years and I've had coaching clients inquire time and time again, I remember, and this is me also remembering that money is not emotional, is that when I first started out and people wouldn't convert, like they would inquire about coaching but then wouldn't follow through, I used to get really like triggered by it and like, oh, what, like why didn't that happen? Or, you know, sometimes I would go into like, oh, well, what else do you need? Or, you know, if if you're emotional about business, what you would do in that moment is you would go, oh, um, let me give you a discount, you know. So discounts are great and cutting your prices are great, but there still has to be a fair value exchange. So if you're going to cut your price, then you are, are also need to cut what you're going to deliver unless they can bring something else to the table. So one of, you know, the biggest tips in money mindset is knowing your own worth. So if somebody can't pay for the what you um, are charging and they've asked for a reduced price, then you reduce your delivery, okay? Unless there's, I mean, for me, I definitely sometimes have those compassionate times where I'm like, yeah, I can give back here, whether it's, you know, speaking at a, a Indigenous event or um, maybe helping somebody who really needs business help and can't afford it and I can, you know, maybe put them on a payment plan or something like that. So, or finding a cheaper alternative for them or, or doing a shorter session, right? So you always need to change your output if you're going to change your price. The other option here is that let's just say that person, or you know, for example, I do a lot of work with General Assembly, um, who is a, a, a training organization. They've got a really big database that they've been working on for years, like probably hundreds of thousands. And their database, I would say, is very similar to my target market. 
people who are looking to learn to start businesses. So we have a really beautiful partnership agreement where I do talks for them and I'm sure some of you have come along. We've actually got one coming up um, if you would like to join us. Check out the link in my Instagram bio. Um, But I do talks for them and we tend to get thousands of people sign up for them and they get to add those emails to their mailing list. I get to get up and talk to people who may not yet know about me and bring some of their followers over onto our platform. And that um, I do that talk for free, but the value exchange is really big for me. So getting in front of more of my target market and them advertising on my behalf and um, giving me a platform to talk and um, then knowing that if I can bring, you know, those couple of hundred or couple of thousand signups over to our platform, deliver some really great value, then I know that it will convert to a money um, exchange down the track, whether that somebody in that audience comes and signs up for coaching or buys my ebook or my magazine or a webinar that's sitting on my website. So <clears throat> there is ways that you can exchange um, that you, that don't necessarily include money, um, but know that it it needs to feel like a good, worthy exchange of value. Okay, so you need you will know that in your body. If you feel like you're getting ripped off, then you're probably getting ripped off. So back to getting paid to what you're worth. If somebody isn't converting um, in a money sense, then maybe they're not your target market because they're not willing and able. So look at that and ask the question of, you know, were they not at the right time to invest in this? Maybe they're too early stage startup or um, there's a, there's a cheap, they're actually looking for a cheap alternative and I don't want to deliver cheap because I really value my ethical supply chain of my clothing label or um, yeah. So that means that you maybe need to go to a new pool of people or recalibrate where your people are hanging out and, and getting in front of them. So the other thing um, that might be, so they're not willing and able, which means, you know, re go back to the drawing board of your target market, which the, um, well, the first aid kit as, and also the um, Instagram TV will be able to help you with. Um, and then the other thing is that maybe they're just not totally convinced on your solution yet. Okay, it doesn't mean that you can't do some work. And this is why I love helping people work on their business. So you, your job is to constantly be growing your expert status. There's a whole podcast on that if you don't know what, what that is, but it's your showcasing your value. So why are you best positioned? Why are you going to help? How are you going to help? How is their life going to change? When was the last time you really clearly articulated to somebody, hey, this is what we have and it's really going to help and this is how it's going to help. And then you need to make sure that you're communicating that across your platforms all the time. So you know, testimonials on your website, then you can also be growing your expert status. So one of the questions I ask my coaching clients all the time who are looking to grow their business is what would somebody 
who is in your industry who charges or earns or has this level of market share, what do they look like? You know, is it that they've been featured in this magazine? Is it that they've written a book or have a podcast or speak on stage or work with this client? And you can actually start to just zoom out and observe what that looks like. Make a list and start making yourself better. You know, start upgrading your value. The more that you invest in yourself and your skill sets and your business production or the, the story behind your business and what you do and how you do it, the, the more you're able to really clearly communicate that to your customer. And, and I mean, this, I feel like I could go on for hours, but I'll try and keep it um, simple here is that you're, then you can do that through your customer service. You can, you know, we do a website audit in our first aid kit. We do a customer service audit. Um, what we covered with Del Rainbow on the podcast as well is what is the energy that you as a business owner is holding. If you're holding the energy of lack and scarcity and, oh, my God, we need money coming in, and you're, that that means you flip your marketing and your communication and the energy that you're holding and your your need to grasp to clients and not let them go is from a place of I need my business to make money which is a very valid need but if you operate from that place all the time then your business that's going to show and your business goes from being of service and solving a problem to being you trying to get money into your bank account. So yes, identify that, oh shit, like the priority in the business right now is to bring money in. And that's, that's okay. That's identify that, but then go deeper and say, okay, in order to bring money in, we need to be of service to our target market. So who are our target market? What is the problem that we're solving and how can we get in front of more of them and clearly articulate what we have to offer for them? That's as simple as making money is, as running a business is. And one of my favorite things, I was talking to a client about this yesterday, is when we ran a panel event for the bushfire relief in 2020, at the beginning of 2020 in Melbourne, we had three panelists who were ethical business owners and they were running sustainable business owners. And one of the things that they said, um, all three of them said, and I've heard this over and over again, is, is constantly coming back to how can we do better? What other touch points of our business can we make more sustainable? Is it our supply chain? Is it the power that our shop runs off? Is it the way that we treat our staff? Is it the, you know, um, the reducing plastic? Is it the super fun that we use? And going deeper and deeper into every touch point of your business and say, how can we do better? How can we embed our brand values and what we stand for and our belief and why we feel so passionate about running this business into everything that we do? And that is relevant to every single business, whether it's about making it more sustainable or um, just making it a a more long-lasting business. Because what you'll find 
is that a brand that has a really strong story that they so clearly believe and trust and know and are passionate about it and it's part of their purpose and why they're on this planet and what they want to achieve and how they want to help people, then that oozes out of them. Like that just, you feel that. It's the story that they tell, every action that they make, every conversation that they're having, how they give and show up for their audience is is like coming out of every pore in their business body and as a result we as consumers want to be a part of it if we align with that value it's like get me in that crowd get me in that person's presence get that get that product or service in my house yeah because we we so clearly align with it and i think that it's just natural human ability to to want to be with like-minded people who share similar values and who are authentically living them okay so <laughs> if you're not getting what what you're worth you either need to um look at Are you clearly showcasing your value and are you talking to people who are willing and able? There's a couple of things here that I also want to share and I'm just going to get into some of the frequently asked questions that I get is people who come to me and say, you know, I'm working so hard but money comes in and money goes out and we, you know, we never quite get ahead and I don't have any more time in the day and I'm kind of maxed out on clients but you know they're not they're not really seeing it from a financial standpoint and look some people like that and that's okay but some people if your value and if you're listening to this if something that you're striving for in your life is financial freedom then that is then it's very well and good to be able to stop and go how can we work smarter and not harder and at the end of the day there is only so much time in the day and I think every business should be looking at how do they streamline, how do they grow, how do they scale. Um, and that is because that's just human nature, right? If you're not growing and scaling and and looking to improve as a business, then you're staying stagnant. You're doing the same thing over and over and you run the risk of competition coming and pushing you out of the way. And someone's going to come in and do it better than you. They're going to do it quicker than you. They're going to do it more ethical than you. They're going to do it more authentically than you. So you should be always looking at how do we keep getting better as a business owner? And that's just common sense for growth and expansion and new opportunities. And personally, part of my drive is growing and changing and and getting better and better understanding. And that's me as a person. Um, But I also think it's really smart because if you stay still too long, you run the risk of of getting bowled over or being being irrelevant to somebody else, to, to your target market. So know that people are fickle and that you do need to keep showing up and keep innovating and and keep providing value as well. Just quickly to backtrack on that, if you find yourself um, with people who are like, look, I'm not quite ready to invest, then that can be a really good sign. If you're zooming out and you're working on your business enough, then you should be able to look at that and say, okay, if all of these people are coming to me, and but they're not quite ready for what I have to offer, instead of kind of being like, oh, okay, like I'll lower my prices or whatever, 
what you could do is go, how could I create a new offering that suits these people? Because they love what I do. They're coming in, they're knocking on my door and they're on some levels they're relating to the solution that I have. But how can I, maybe I need to come up with an ebook or maybe it's a webinar or maybe it's just getting them on the mailing list and keeping them as a warm lead until they are ready to invest, you know. So there's lots of different ways that you can still capture people who are showing interest but might not be ready. Okay, Um, if you're feeling stuck in your business and you've got not enough time in the day and money's coming in and out, there's a couple of things you can do. You can increase your price. If you've got, it's just supply and demand, right? If there's a demand there, then you can increase your price and, and that could be, you know, you, you are getting busier and your time is now worth more because there's more people looking to get what you need. Um, so that's a really valid reason to start edging your price up. And those who are really serious about getting what you have to offer, um, will, won't even blink an eyelid. The other thing that you can do if you're too busy and is to find ways to automate some of what you're doing. So creating systems and processes and templates or e-courses or digital products, uh, outsourcing some of the workload that doesn't necessarily have to be you, um, automating your sales process and invoicing. And um, I do a lot of that with service-based businesses. So like um, graphic designers and photographers, you know, photographers is a big one. They might go out and shoot a day and then they've still got, you know, five to seven hours to come home and edit. So for them, like that, they need to be doing that. Sometimes we can outsource the editing process, um, which takes them stopping and training somebody, but streamlining their onboarding system and their pay, their invoicing system is one of the quickest ways to regain some time for them as well as increasing prices so that they feel like they're getting paid for, for their work. And then the other option here is that you could add another offering. So is it that there's, you know, maybe if you increase coaching, for example, coaching is a uh, high-ticketed item that's a little bit more expensive. Not everyone can afford it. Not everyone's ready for it. And my diary just doesn't accommodate for it. So, what I have to do and I'm constantly doing is every time I'm, I'm coaching, I'm going, how else can I teach this information or how else can I deliver this information, um, to people who need it, but aren't necessarily able to get coaching direct from me. So that's where the first aid kit came in. It's where our webinars come in. It's where the podcast comes in. It's where our membership will come in. So coming up with new offerings to help more people and keep capturing the audience that are coming to you um, without losing them. Okay, so that's how to make some more money in your business. I think it's really important to be playing to your strengths. So, you know, if you are the the photographer or the graphic designer, then looking to outsource some of the other bits and pieces so that your time is best spent on, you know, if you, if you are a a graphic designer, like keep getting new inspiration, keep coming up with new ideas, keep, you know, um, filling up your creative cup so that you can keep delivering to the level that people are expecting of you, um, and finding ways to outsource some of the other stuff. 
A few other little tips here around money and the the mindset and the energy that you hold around it. I tend to find, and you know, this is where I think my coaching got to the price point that it was, is that I wanted to give my one-on-one time to people who were willing and able and were going to show up with absolutely every inch of their mind, body, soul ready to throw at their dreams and goals. And when I meet somebody in a coaching session, I know that they've invested some serious money in this and it's not affordable to everybody. But I know that because of that value exchange, that they have had to come to a point of being able to pay that invoice and sit across from me and find the time in the diary and fill out their intake form and send me extra information. And they've already proven to me how serious they are about their business and their dreams and their ideas. So when that person comes to to that session, I'm ready. I'm like, let's go. I've got six years of experience and I'm ready to throw every possible thought, idea, contact, resource at you to get you to the level of success that you're driving towards because you've already shown me what how serious you are. So when, and what I like about that is that if somebody is, and you know, I think also a way that I have learned to charge for myself out as a coach and is by my willingness to to pay for coaches in my own life. So I have always had that value of investing and outsourcing and um, getting coaches and getting help and advice and going to courses and reading books and, and doing online courses. The more that you invest in yourself and the, the value that you hold for your own time and your own experience – the more that you are willing that you are holding that um that personal worth of somebody coming to invest in you so if you're a kind of person who's like oh i'm not paying for that or whatever and you kind of stinge and and hold out with your dollars then um how would you then expect somebody to come and invest in you if you're not investing in other businesses And I'll share a personal story here. And um, I think I definitely, you know, as our Instagram grew over the years, it was, it became easier and easier to kind of use Instagram as a value exchange, right? Of like whether it was staying in hotels or, you know, getting discounts or whatever. Like it, it was that rise of the influencer where, you know, people wanted you to tag about it or whatever. And, and you could, use it to negotiate deals. And something clicked in me a couple of years back. I think obviously the influencer world kind of pissed me off. (laughs) But I think that this exact point of being like, I actually, that is, it's actually not in alignment for me to get to hustle for discounts using an Instagram platform anymore. My Instagram shouldn't be to advertise like or you know to get me ahead in the world like to get me opportunities and deals it actually exists to be of service to our audience and to show up with valuable advice and so I was like I actually don't want to just be an ad you know to my audience I, I would rather people know that they're coming to Startup Creative to get help and advice not watch Kayleen tag all of these free things she's getting (laughs) 
This is really vulnerable, guys. I've not talked about this before. Um, and then my other value around that was that I was like, well, I actually want to pay full price. I want to invest in small businesses. I want to reinvest in businesses that I love and that I enjoy because that for me is cultivating what Startup Creative stands for, which is in making sure that people who are out there doing what they love are um, – are getting financially rewarded for that. So a, a couple of years ago, I really made that point. It doesn't mean that people don't gift me things and do nice things from it. Um, and I like, but what you'll see now is that the things that I do tag on Instagram are genuine. Um, you know, I genuinely enjoy that product and service and, and tagging someone on something for Instagram is totally free. And if I can drive traffic to them and, I I do my best to try and buy if I've got coaching clients who, you know, I've got a client who put out a record, buying her record when she put it on pre-sale or friends who sell um, pot- pottery or nice things for my house. And I'm always looking to energetically invest in businesses because that's part of my value. And um, I think that, you know, that really does show and, and you get rewarded for that by um people seeing that you're an advocate right or by you holding the energy by how you spend your money is then what you can expect to how people will spend their money with you okay a few more little tips here is um if money is feeling a bit stressed or tight for you right now or maybe you're you know always chasing your tail then go back to your to-do list and rearrange it for what is going to be the best return on investment so that you can that that is going to provide a monetary return so if you look at you know what is stressing you out in your business right now it might be okay well we need money to pay the bills or um to make our next order or whatever um then go back to your to-do list and go right which of these tasks and maybe there's not any on there and you'd have to rework that but what is going to return that investment and there's a few things is like one of the my favorite questions to ask clients is like when was the last time you actually told people what you have to offer that's always a good one but don't always just be like, okay, I'm going to run some Facebook ads. Sometimes it's a slow burn, you know, and try not to get too emotional and scarce about it and instead be like, okay, how can we show up with value and create some content, whether it's a podcast or – and sometimes you've got to spend money to make money, you know. You've got to spend money to on that one coaching session that's going to give you a three-month plan of of – of how to make more money in your business or the investing in the podcast setup means that you're going to scale and grow your business um, to people who don't yet know about you and bring in more opportunities. So looking at what is the, the, what is, what are you looking to achieve in your business in the next three to six months? Is it growth? Is it money coming in is it new opportunities is it increasing your prices is it introducing a new product or service and then go and prioritize your um, to-do list on in order of what is going to best support those dreams and outcomes and I think that then gives you a sense of why 
and you're able to work smarter and not harder. You're able, everything that you're doing then has a purpose or a reason as to why you're doing it. And, you know, we all know that money and financial stress can be one of the most painful experiences and it can really cripple people and, and keep them trapped. And, as a result, you lose your creativity and your clear thinking mind and it can be really easy to just want to give up. But if you're actually going, okay, if I get this podcast up and going or if I sit down, like for me, that was why I drove so hard to finish the first aid kit and I was like sitting down on weekends just working long, long hours and I was like, I can't physically help any more people on this six-month business coaching level. Like it's it's maxing out. But what I can do is put everything that I do and know and learn and all of the worksheets I do with people over six months into one document, you know, and I can then sit and remind people and and help people and guide people on a bigger scale so for me that was the why and that was like the thing that made me get up and and do that work to create that new product um but last little tip here i think i'm um dragging this on but is um if money feels very stressful for you then go back to your expenses and look at where you're spending your money and and just double check that it's getting a return and is it necessary right now in your business and if money is a stressful place for you right now then also looking at okay maybe i do need to just sit down and work my ass off and stop paying everyone to do everything or cut back on some some expenses and actually just do the work myself and get ahead you know so sometimes it requires just some hard out days and when I first started out you know I built my own website I was figuring out graphics myself I was you know doing everything and it was you know kept my expenses as low as possible and then as I grew and as I scaled I was able to outsource and um and not have to do so much of it now which is bloody amazing but um it is also requires those periods of time where you just you know you're doing your work you're getting up don't try and jump to the end of outsourcing everything if it's not viable for you I would rather you you know like and give yourself a timeline it's not like you have to be like that forever it might just be okay I just need to get ahead and um and do three months of hard out hustle get some cash in the door and then I'll have some financial freedom to maybe outsource some of this stuff so do what needs to be done in those little moments and work when no one else is working the whole point of the first aid kit was that somebody would grab it and take themselves away for a weekend or one day a week and consistently work on their business and 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 create that own self-discipline to go I know what I need to do I just need some help and guidance and and some time and some space to actually figure out what what it is exactly put my finger on it and then I can make an action plan so at the end of each chapter of the first aid kit I wrote there's a to-do list so what did you learn what is the action that needs to be taken and then when are you going to do it by okay 
lots in there. I'm hoping it made sense and it stayed on topic. A little bit different to a, a typical pricing or, or charging um, episode, I would say, but maybe that is becoming a common theme and how I deliver this stuff. So having a look at the energy that you're holding, the value that you're offering, go back to who your target market is. Are you clearly articulating your offering and your value? Um, and then are you holding an energy of being of service, not coming from a place of lack and, and desperate need? Um, and also making sure that you keep in mind that you're, you are valuable and, um, maybe to, if I was to offer one last piece of advice here, it would be, for you to come back to your own self and to get really real with your worth and your capabilities and your value that you are bringing to the table because it is one thing to splash it all over a website and it's another thing to really truly deeply know it in your heart and your soul that you can really help people that what you have to offer might help the planet or that you can make people laugh or bring value to their lives, then that comes from a place that you can't fake. And if you're not really real with that in yourself and certain of it, then it will show and people will bargain with you and people won't pay invoices and people won't show up and and buy what you have to offer because somewhere deep down you're you don't really believe that you're worthy of somebody spending money with you. And without that, without that confidence and that energetic, you know, shoulders back, yes, I know that I'm good at this. I know that I I can help people. I know that if you pay me, I will really over deliver on what you need and it will make your life better. And that is a, a level of confidence that only you can do and hold in yourself and that's the personal development side of business right the more that you can keep stepping into that confidence the more confidence people will have in you and they won't even question what you what you price your product or your service at good luck guys and as always i look forward to hearing what you think so send me a dm on instagram leave a comment or review on our podcast episode and yeah get out there and hold your worth guys have a great day Thank you so much for tuning into the Startup Creative Podcast. If you get a chance, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified every time there's a new podcast up. See you next week.